This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome once again to the KCLR studios here for Come On Kind. We are on season four and this is episode number 10 this evening. And I am joined back after her wedding anniversary escapades off to, where was it? Czech Republic or somewhere? Was that where you were? Croatia. Croatia. Anyway, welcome back on you. Thanks very much. We missed you. I'm sure you did. We did. No, we did. We really missed you. I mean, Paula, in her dying deathbed almost last week, was here trying to fill your shoes for us. And the poor thing, I mean, you know, we put put her through hell here last week, even putting her to guess results. (laughs) God, God forbid she actually had to put her finger out and do a bit. It's terrible, (gasps) isn't it? That's shocking. That's shocking. Wait till she catches you the next time. Sure, she'll be all right. Anyway, good evening. Welcome back. We have royalty inside in the studio here with us this evening because the Division 3A final was played last weekend and as we have been promoting all throughout the league campaign, our neighbours in Carlo were flying it all through the league section. They then got to the semi-final and they beat Kildare and beat him handy enough even though Chap Clear thought that they were going to be a bit of a test for his Carlo side. That wasn't the case. They came up against Darmad though at the weekend it was played in Darver and not only did Carlo travel in numbers to the match they came away with a bit of silverware chap clear welcome congratulations on a fantastic victory yeah it was a great win Martin we're absolutely delighted I just said it you did play very well through the league campaign I mean you went through the league unbeaten uh, you were racking up some very high scores when I chatted to you on the phone two weeks ago you did say in the semi-final Kildare were one of the teams was probably going to pose a bit of a test to you that wasn't the case Armagh was the other top team in the, the group that came away they proved slightly trickier at the weekend now conditions were tough we have to say but uh, you played very very well yeah absolutely I mean Armagh blitzed all the teams on their side of the division um, and they ratcheted up some really really big scores so um and we, we, you know, we were very good on our side as well. Um, so we knew both teams were coming in with an unbeaten record. Um, both teams, I think, had scored ten goals and fifty odd points in the four games. Uh, so attacking wise, um, we knew both teams posed a really strong threat going forward. Uh, and then defensively, both defences were absolutely resolute. And um, you know, over the course of the five games for us, I think our our, our defence um, in particular, Sean True. I mean, I don't think we conceded a goal in the five games, um, which is absolutely brilliant. You know. Um, and that structure and that, um, I suppose, rock, um, that foundation really, I suppose, allowed our, our, our attacking players to go forward and be absolutely brilliant and put up some brilliant scores. But the match on Saturday, like when you get to a final, as you know, Martin, they can take on a life of their own. And it was a, it was a really tough, dour, um, physical encounter, you know, and it, it ebbed and flowed from, from minute one. And Well, now, maybe from your point of view, it was dour, but anyone that was looking at it, it was the most entertaining game of camogie in terrible conditions yeah. that you could watch because it was brilliant to a neutral yeah. looking in at the game because it had everything. Yeah. I mean, there was hooks, there was blocks, there was uh, lads on the sideline roaring and shouting, looking for freeze. We won't point any fingers at anyone. Um, you know, there was... 
was missed scores there was opportunities it had everything it was a fantastic game of Camogie and I'm just looking it's actually a, a, an unbelievable stat you're dead right he didn't concede air a goal and he only conceded 16 points in the total of the whole of the, the league as well when it comes to it that's unbelievable scoring Yeah our, our, our defence has been absolutely amazing uh, as I said to you and I suppose look when we were playing the final the last day I think it was 19 minutes gone and we were down 2 points to no score you know so um, that, that was new territory for us for this year because we hadn't been in that situation so um, we knew we were going to be tested we knew they were going to come uh, in waves and they were going to get their purple patches and we just needed to make sure we absorbed when they came at us that we, we held tight uh, and then when we got our opportunities that we took them you know and we got a nice little patch just before half time I think we got um, 5 points there in, in about 8 or 9 minutes spell which was great and it gave us a 2 point lead at half time um, I thought we started the second half really really well really sharp we just couldn't convert the scores you know we got we got 1 point we went 6 points to 3 up 15 minutes to go or 6 points to 3 up and you know we seemed in control without ever pulling away you know um, It could have been a lot better because you had a goal chance after 34 seconds of the game that if you yeah. had to get that really would have put you on the top but you missed it Yeah and, and, and that's sport you know what I mean that's uh, you have to be no, resilient that's, that's terrible for me saying you're missing <laughs> yeah. goals like you have to yeah. score in 10 no, of them. No but, but, but that's sport and that's what that, you have to be resilient and, and we knew we'd have to have a little bit of character to that any setback that came that we're going to have to be able to absorb it and I mean we got an indirect free there at one stage um, and their trace took a brilliant free and it, it, it hit one of our players feet uh, or, or foot uh, and went into the goal and it wasn't copped or spotted by the by the match officials and well, No I have to say I didn't see it either and I was looking at it on the stream Yeah no you would but if you saw the bruise in the girl's foot you'd know it hit her um, <laughs> for Altara Wilson is hit her bruise for a couple of days but at the same time you know these are things that happen in matches and you can't whinge about it you have to just accept it and move on um, so you know 15-16 minutes into the second half we were 6-3 on top and without punishing them on the scoreboard I felt we were in control and then they hit their little purple patch and by God they came at us so hard and they hit us with everything and they got four points on the bounce and they go seven points to six up and you're just looking around thinking right you know I knew the girls of character I knew the spirit was there but um, it's all well known but you have to show it um, and up stepped the girls and they were just absolutely fantastic and everyone talks about the point Eve Sinek got to win the match and it was a brilliant score really well worked Kate was fantastic played a great ball to Eleanor Tracy a great ball into Eve Cotton put over the bar it was a brilliant score um, but the most important part of that game for me was actually about two minutes before that when we got the equalise in 45 and that actually came from Eve Sinnott getting in the yeah. hook and the block um, now no one was talking about that everyone's saying the great score she got which was brilliant but it was that hook and that block up in that corner that led to Eleanor getting the free to level the game to allow us then go on and win it so it's those little moments those little I think Quiva Cody one of her players vice captain I think she had eight or nine blocks and hooks in the game I mean that's unheard of uh, in inter-county level so those she all was the girl was playing in midfield yeah she was, she was being forward yeah but she was out around midfield oh, for a good bit of it most yeah. of her time in midfield um, yeah, yeah. Oh, unbelievable so you yeah. know and then Rachel there beside us man of the match and uh, all the girls they just every single one of them just stood up to the plate especially in that last 10 minutes when you know when things aren't going your way uh, it's easy to play well when you're 10 or 12 points up but when, when your backs are against the wall and you're under pressure um, and there's something at stake and something big at stake um, you know they're, they're, that's pressure and that's stress and uh, the girls can out the right side of it which I, I had hoped they would but now I know they will because they're, they're top class 
I'm putting myself on there now for a sec. Anna Breen, welcome. Congratulations on the victory. Thank you so much. Thanks. Come in a small bit closer now Sorry. to that, our pull is a bit closer to you. What was it like? To it <laughs> Not at all, your grand. What was it like playing a game? Because, in fairness, and a lot of people often criticise referees, etc. And I know Chav was looking for a couple of frees in, which we all do when we're on the sideline as well. But to be fair to him, he left the game kind of flow an awful lot, which added to the spectacle, especially in the conditions was there. But it was certainly a bruising encounter because there was hits going in for both players going for a ball. There was nobody giving an inch to anyone. Both teams really wanted to win it. So as a player, what was it like out in the field? Well, as a wing back, sometimes you're getting, you're going to get when it's free, you know, what's grand. Um, look, there's once, it was, it was tough, like, you know, it was a really, really tough match, but, you know, it probably favours the backs more when the ref lets the game flow. The backs probably can kind of do a few things that they probably shouldn't. Um, but no, the da- like... The dark arts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm good at it myself, but um, no, it was grand. Like, it was tough. I'm br- it was queer sore today. I don't know where I'm dancing in the tower on Saturday night or, you know, the actual match, but um, yeah, no, the ref did let it play and to be honest, sometimes in matches we've come across refs where it's really stop-start and that's kind of hard then. It's hard to get going in a match when it's constantly like free stop you know whatever so it worked out well I think we, we can kind of we kind of could play it properly without being worried about like different things you know there's a couple of times we tried to match his hand passes in particular that they're just I know it's a free but sometimes you're just kind of thinking oh my god is this another free for a hand pass but no it was good yeah I didn't mind anyway we won so can't give out <laughs> You did Aramara really put it up to you um, I mean they're a fantastic team they're after being in a number of All-Ireland finals you knew going into the game that it was going to be very very tough and approved that when they went the point ahead you're looking at the clock you know things are not really going well you're missing a couple of wides that you'd be maybe expecting to put over are you thinking to yourself God this is not going to be our day are you thinking that at any stage or do you think to yourself no we have this we can drive it on we can still win this game um, sometimes like at one stage the balls I just felt like the ball was coming in like in waves and there's just players running everywhere and like for a second you might think but if you start thinking like that you might as well go home do you know um, you kind of just it's kind of like sink or swim at that stage you just kind of keep going and going and going trying and concentrate on the next one because if you started to think oh my god we're going to lose you might as well go home do you know um, yeah no no to be honest I didn't no, well, once or twice that, that's a good answer especially when your manager is sitting <laughs> yeah, beside yeah. you as well <laughs> Rachel Breen you were awarded player of the match uh, have I got the right number on I have we're trying to get the captain on the phone here as well just in case anyone's wondering what's going on in the background mm-hmm. but yeah you got player of the match um, brilliant yeah. achievement outstanding performance you were with me earlier on on uh, full time inside and we only discovered beforehand that you actually picked up an injury a couple of weeks beforehand um, did you think at any stage when you picked up the injury Jesus I'm not going to be able to play the league final now or <laughs> did you have it in your head no I'm going to get come hell or high water I'm going to be playing in that league final oh I absolutely was very determined that I would be playing in that final but no definitely um, I tried to tug out for the semi-final and couldn't actually play after the warm-up I couldn't run on it at all so I was definitely happy to be able to pull through and make it to the final yeah Oh, you can ask a couple of questions there now at the minute while I try to get Kate on the phone For Carla Camogie this is obviously a huge step in the right direction like you're looking at where this Carlo team was a couple of years ago back in 2016 winning the Junior All-Ireland going up intermediate and like competing competing well 
this is like a lot of people are talking about like this is the good days I think Kate like echoed it in her yeah. in her acceptance speech like the good days of Carla Camogie are surely back this obviously good is huge for Carla Camogie this victory over the weekend oh my god it's such a huge achievement like for most of the girls I know even myself personally like the last thing I won with Carla Camogie was under 16 like you know that's how many years ago now like 6 years ago or whatever not mm. 6 years ago I'm not that old I don't think <laughs> but like it's such a long time ago that it's so nice and even like playing with Anna and stuff this is the first bit of silver we've ever won together and like, like little things like there's loads of sisters on the team and stuff but um, I just feel like for the last few years um, like all the slogging and stuff like that and to be like losing matches of like obviously there always has to be a loser but it's hard when you're constantly like when is it going to come like when when is this victory going to come and it was definitely worked the way it anyway at the weekend Kate Nolan hopefully we have you there right now with us uh, congratulations on the victory at the weekend you are the captain of the Carlo team and we have Thank your you. manager and our teammates with us we had you on a couple of weeks ago before the league final and we were keeping the fingers crossed it actually worked out you're league champions well done Thank you very much um, absolutely over the moon and I'm sure the, the lads there have are probably saying the very same thing I am but um as I said before, it's an absolute honour to catch my county and to make it even better. It was, it was like winning the Division 3 final, so it was everything. Um, and yeah, absolutely over the moon, and I'll be smiling for the next week um, and probably for a lot longer. So yeah, I was very happy. Well, I know you're in the middle of work at the minute, and we do appreciate you taking the call with us. Um, but I mean, look, what a fantastic uh, game. You know, you really put it up to Armagh when it came down to it at the end of it. You put your backs to the wall, you came up with a couple of decent scores you know the one point victory is always sweeter than a one point loss um, and as Rachel has just alluded to like that's the first piece of silverware for some of the Carlo team uh, you're now the captain as you said to me before you're probably one of the elder states women of the, the team and you're still only in your 20s yet which is unbelievable so I mean the amount of character that this team uh, and all the players had coming away with that victory at the weekend was something special yeah like it's 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 brilliant that the team is so young um, and we're we're, we're we're winning the, the league if that makes sense like it's great it's quite exciting for the future knowing that that's what we have coming through and um, for a long time I got used to being one of the youngest but I've, nice. I've slowly now come to terms that I'm one of the other ones on the team um, but yeah look Carlo Camogie I think yesterday really was a turning point for Carlo Camogie and I said it to the guards beforehand um, that if we could get over Armagh um, I suppose there were different elements to it obviously win Division 3 but beating the likes of Armagh um, is massive for us um, such a strong team and it's always been us and them really like um, so we're under no illusions but um, it really just it really is a boost for the county and hopefully it'll have a knock on effect um, for all the other teams coming through uh, it's nice to have a bit of silverware there that people can, can look at and look up to so yeah it was a tough battle but they're the ones that you you cherish winning and I'd say there was a lot of sore bodies waiting up Sunday but um, we take that any day of the week if it meant to win and, uh, like we did on Saturday so yeah we're, we're over the moon well Anna certainly after telling us that she's after having a sore body she's not too sure whether it's from the match or from the dancing but either way it is sore Chap Clear uh, what kind of a captain and an experienced captain was Kate at the weekend like how much experience was she bringing especially come the latter stages of that to push on and get that victory Look, Kate is absolutely outstanding. Um, from I obviously knew about Kate for for many years before I took over the Carlo job, uh, and was familiar with with the many different successes she's had. Um, 
but she's just an inspirational leader, you know, and and she's a brilliant speaker. But uh, by God, she does her talking on the pitch. And uh, in the first twenty minutes there against Armagh, when you know we were we were probably a little bit jittery, a little bit nervous. Uh, I think Kate came out with about six or seven balls and really just. By doing that, just calm the rest of the team down. She's an inspiration leader. She's a great speaker. Uh, all the girls look up to her, uh, and we're just delighted to have her um, as our leader. Um, and hopefully, we'll be able to continue the success we've had in the league on into the Leinster and into the All Ireland Championship. But she's a brilliant captain. Well, she certainly is, and a great speaker as well. And not only that, but a fantastic player. Now we know you're busy at the minute, and I know you can't go into too much things because of security details, etc. But we all want to know: like, are you going to meet Joe? when he comes over next week <laughs> no I, I don't think I'll be meeting Joe no I'll be, I'm working when I'm actually off my holidays on Wednesday so I'm have, I have a nice run of it um, so the, everyone the other, all the rest of the lads are working all week so I'm getting I'm getting off a bit lighter but um, I, it was a nice run into the holidays at winning on Saturday so it's going I'll be going I'll be smiling and I'll still be celebrating in Portugal while the rest of the lads are working I tell you one thing you, you, <laughs> pla- you planned that one well so you did okay. huh? go off and celebrate a holiday from winning a league title sure there's no better way of doing it <laughs> exactly exactly anyway Kate look I'm going to leave you go I still have the, the two girls and chap here with me in studio but I really appreciate you taking the time out very quickly uh, I know because I know you are working to uh, speak with us this evening congratulations on the fantastic victory at the weekend um, and no doubt you'll be able to listen back to what the rest of the lads have to say about you now shortly because I'm going to ask them a load of questions <laughs> I surely will and again thanks a million for the coverage Tarek Mogad brilliant you're more, you're more than welcome Kate thank okay. you kindly for thank joining you. us uh, that was Kate Nolan, the captain of Carlo. She was in work. Uh, we couldn't get her, but we did manage to get her quickly on the phone line. So that was fantastic. Anna, I'm going to start with you. What kind of a, a leader is Kate from being a player on the field when she's out there beside you? Because obviously your wing back, she normally plays centre back. Mm-hmm. To have her there beside you um, as a playing partner, but also as your team captain, what kind of a player and a leader is she? Um, Kate's brilliant, do you know, because as as a, as a centre back you need to have someone who you can trust and like Kate just is a complete like she is a game maker there she tells us what to do she can see everything around her you know so if you don't trust someone like that like it's pointless Kate Kate is just she's so good at what she does do you know what I mean like she can she knows how where to, when to go she knows what to tell us to do and she can talk in a really nice way like she knows each player individually do you know like sometimes some players need to be shouted at more you know um, what to do whereas another players need to be left alone and Kate's really good at that and even off the pitch as well you know at training and at stuff like that it's all well and good being shouting on 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 a match day but Kate kind of is consistently she's always in her ears helping us even little things you know so it's great to have her you might, oh. I keep forgetting to push this button <laughs> you might have heard um, Waterford captain Lorraine Brave talk about Trish Jackman who was probably a huge inspiration for Waterford as well chap um, I mean Kate is something similar when it comes to being a player like that that she's approachable you know for the younger players and I'm going to get Rachel's perspective on this shortly as well like from somebody growing up you've seen her playing with uh, Carlo you were probably in Crow Park the day that Carlo won the junior title as well I mean not to be blowing her up or anything that way but you need a good leader on the pitch that's able to mix it do her talking on the pitch but also bring a team together and get them performing and she seems to be doing that in spades and yeah and and, and 
as I said to you, she, she's been a first and foremost, she's a brilliant player and has been a brilliant player and a brilliant leader on the pitch. And I think being a centre back as well, um, for me, that's one of the positions where you can actually see an awful lot of what's happening in front of you and you can have a really big impact on a game. And not only for your own performance, but also getting others into the game um, and organising things. And she definitely is our our organiser on the pitch in terms of different bits and pieces that'll happen. And, you know, I can recall an incident in the Kildare match where we were 10 minutes into the second half and Kate called me over and just said, "Look, uh, you know, she spotted a little problem and came over and said, look, we need to do something here.' And we uh, we were able to man mark one of their girls, and you know, they were in a little bit of dominance for five or six minutes. We hadn't spotted as a management team, uh, but it was a really clever spot over that. Only sometimes when you're actually playing the game, you can see actually this is happening here. Uh, but she, we had that little chat and we were able to put uh, make make a quick little adjustment and bang, all of a sudden the whole game changed. So little things like that that is not um, you know wouldn't be seen by the by the wider public, but small little details like that." She's fantastic on and you know, the but doesn't that show the, the great dynamic that you have between a management team and a, a group of players as well that the players can come to the management and say look I see something going on and you can deal with it because you know yourself that some of the management teams will just tell other players go away I'll do the managing you do the play and etc so to have that communication and that open dialogue there the whole time is certainly a welcome bonus and I suppose for players as well it's great to be able to see that yeah look we have to be able to trust each other you know I mean we're we're all um I suppose enjoying the journey that we're on and we have to absolutely make sure that um that that we all trust each other and we give we we give and we take whatever and um we won't always agree on everything but uh it's important that those um those conversations are had and I mean that's just one one example I mean there's loads of different examples where um different things happen throughout a match and that you know, as a city, as a side, and you, you don't see everything. I mean, a, a manager or a coach or a selector or a strength and condition, they've never poked a ball in a hurl match that that they're, that they're on the sideline in. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, when the girls were playing the match on Saturday, um, I couldn't hit one ball for them. So, it was up to the players. You tried. Yeah, I, I, tried, fair, I, you I tried. You tried. And inside, I probably hit a thousand <laughs> of them. Uh, but the players win matches. I'm a firm believer in that. And, and that's why before the match, uh, the players all go in together and Kate and the girls have the few words and that's what it's all about, you know, because it's, it's, it's about them. Rachel, as one of the younger members on the team to see Carlo winning the junior title going back what is it now seven years ago um, and now you're part of a squad that's bringing home silverware to Carlo what's the feeling like? Oh it's so nice to be a part of the team oh my god um, especially the fact that like that like Kate is still there and like a few of the older girls and you know like you're looking up to them like since you were younger even like playing underage at club everything now like you're playing with them it's it's actually an honour if anything yeah it's it's brilliant it's great to see Right. I'm going to give the last two words to the two players themselves. Uh, you don't want to finish on a league. You smell blood now. You want to, to go for it. Next year's a different kettle of fish. You're going to be up against some tougher oppositions, which you're going to relish and you're going to love it. And that's where you want to be. But for the remainder now of the Leinster Championship, focus is solely on Leinster first, I'm assuming. Yeah. Try to do well in that. See where you can go to and get a good run of results before you go into the, the All-Ireland Series. But certainly, Anna, going into the All-Ireland Series this year, you're in a far better position, I think, than what you were last year yeah, compared to yeah. team, the confidence that you now have going forward as well. You know, you can do very, very well in the, the championship. Um, yeah, absolutely. For a long time, well, not for a long time, but sometimes people get complacent and Joe, only it's only Carlo, like, let's just go out and kind of not, not feel the team, but just do our best. But I think that kind of day is gone now. Do you know, like we've won the league, we need to push on and it's, it's our time. It's our time to shine, really. You know, like there's no point now in trying to sit in back, we've won the league, got something. It's, I, I think we can do it as well if we just keep going where we're going. There's no reason why we can't. 
Well, I mean, Carlo has been down in the dumps. Let's mm-hmm. be yeah. honest about it for, yeah. you know, a good few couple of yeah. years. Um, and we've said it, we want to see you back up at the top table. You're now moved to the top yeah. table in the league and we'd love for you to do really, really well in the Leinster Championship and the All-Ireland Series. And we will certainly be following you here on Come On Kind. This fellow will probably be fed up taking <laughs> phone calls and that. But look, it's uh, it's great. Congratulations on an outstanding victory. Thank it was so brilliant display all round um, to go through the league basically unbeaten chap yeah. is it, unheard of like I mean you know you're only looking at tier one counties really that's doing something like that and they get all the plaudits but you certainly deserve them and I know I kept you here a bit longer than I said I probably would I said I'd have you out the door about 10 minutes ago but look we'll you talk re- about this all day I don't mind no but you, <laughs> yeah. you, really, you really do deserve the, the accolades and the, the coverage as well because I know it doesn't always come for uh, women in sports and you know when you have hurling matches on almost at the same time you're you're pushed down the pecking order let's be fair and you know hopefully that's going to change in a couple of years time that when the women is doing well that the fellas can get pushed down and the women can come to the top would you agree? Absolutely Well listen well done congratulations Uh, the very best of luck for the Leinster Championship and the All-Ireland Series Um, and we'll be following your journey throughout the year Thanks very much Thank you You're more than welcome Right, Mrs. Before you start falling asleep on me, it's time that we do a little bit of work Hi, here lads. now. Oh, um, thanks very much. Good luck. Bye. Well brilliant. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, they're great. Yeah, they're absolutely great. brilliant. Do you know what? It's so good, and it's so you can actually hear by the two girls how enthusiastic they are about it, and how much they genuinely know and feel that this league title is really going to propel. Carlo Camogie and it's going to drive them on and just the way they even speak about Kate Nolan as well like you can see that there's pure admiration in there and you know these girls are really you know pushing the pushing the boundaries out and I think you know this is certainly a stepping stone for Carlo Camogie and I think like this is going to put an awful lot of what a way to instill confidence in a team right before Leinster and All-Ireland campaign but to win a league title so yeah absolutely brilliant to see um, they certainly deserve it you know I just had a quick look at some of their scores there they had you know before just in the the round robin stages of the league they'd scored 10.52 and only conceded 16 points like it's crazy when you look at it like and you know I certainly do think that if they keep going the way they're going if they keep very much level headed keep their head down work now hard for the Leinster Championship work hard for the All-Ireland Series do not be one bit surprised if you see Carlo Camogie back in an All-Ireland final come August and don't be surprised if they're facing our man it. Yeah. Now while it's great that Carlo won it um, mm. and you know we, we're we not neutral as such because yeah. we are kicking any Carlo down this direction and we love to see the neighbours doing well. Our man would probably be kicking themselves mm. because they had one foot in uh, sorry there's something open here in the background here I'm going to try and close this um, they had one foot uh, or one hand on the trophy I should say one foot out the gate with the, the cup um, Carlo were resilient but we had Rachel Mary on with us a couple of weeks ago Um she was brought out and she done damage when she was brought mm-hmm. out the field she got two magnificent points put Armagh to the fore put him uh, in the lead going forward as well but Carlo's resilience really pushed forward and they des- deserve that victory yeah absolutely and you're dead right I think Armagh will certainly be kicking themselves in in that case I feel like Armagh probably you know nearly expected to win that alert, that that league final and I think you know this has been kind of it's nearly becoming too much of a, a routine now with, with Armagh 
Armagh, Camogie and you're kind of looking at them they're pushing themselves so far and they're getting to finals but they're just not able to not able to at times kind of get over the line now I know they have previously but you know listen they will be heartbroken over that but again it's back to the drawing board for them but you certainly can't take away the um, can't take away this victory from from Carlo Camogie and even when a chap was saying like yeah everyone's going on about Eve Sinnott's point that it was absolutely a brilliant point and you know to win the game but you can see the way, what he's looking at it's not about who scores it's about who's putting in the work rate around it and that hook and that block that she got in just before that you can see that's what he's looking at he's not looking at the girls that are throwing up the scores he's looking at who's working hard and you know it's, it's absolutely brilliant to see that as well It certainly is and something that Carlo really needed going forward because they've mm-hmm. had some barren spells yeah. you know their under 16s are doing very very well they beat Kilkenny yeah, uh, today in the under 16 B championship mm-hmm. you know so they're now in the final of that as well the minors are going very well a draw the weekend against Kildare mm. will do them to get to the All-Ireland semi-final as well so things are really pushing on and they're going very well Yeah certainly are and I suppose like you can see it's it's kind of like a conveyor belt like if something is if something is going well like it kind of filters down through all the other teams and it's great to see really good positive results coming from Carl Camogie I know for the under 16s it was at the expense of, of Kilkenny today but again you can't take away from can't take away from a Carlo victory again with their minors as well that's a massive result for them too and listen it's it's things are certainly starting to look up or look really good for Carlo Camogie at the moment they certainly are right we're going to switch our attention obviously to another league final because Kilkenny and Cork are going to be taking part in the Division 2B final <laughs> at the weekend the teams met a couple of weeks ago in Piltown in the group stages and albeit that there was matches to be played at the weekend which will have ramifications for others and we'll get to that shortly um, the results against Tipperary and Wexford meant that Kilkenny and Cork were going to play in the league final which is down for 3 o'clock on Saturday coming and that's a bit loud on me I am joined on the phone line now by the Kilkenny manager Shame Kelly Shame, how are you this evening? All good man yourself? I cannot complain at all as all Happy Easter and hopefully you had a very nice weekend but you're obviously going to be preparing for a league final against Cork at the weekend coming Um it's not going to be an easy task but you're there and it's one that you're going to relish yeah no 100% look um, as you mentioned it's, it's definitely going to be a, a challenge um, especially after them, you know down in Pilltown and if you look at the results there over the weekend scoreline against Wexford you kind of see that they're, they're kind of going strength to strength and even when you look at the final the final results on the table if you look at their score difference it's well you know well above ours and most teams so you know it's, it's definitely going to be a, a great challenge to get at this time of the year because obviously we're going to meet them again down the road in championship you know so but look the, the camp is in good spirits looking forward to it they know they want to get another another go at Cork um, you know what I mean so look it's preparations are going well overall Do you think that you learnt more about Cork at the game in Piltown than what Cork learnt about G because while they were probably superior on the day looking at Kilkenny's performance that day it probably wasn't your best um, and there's a lot more to come from Kilkenny so did you learn a small bit more from them than what they may have learned from you that day? Yeah, well, I suppose the first thing, you know, we learned as, as, a, as players and management was that, you know, Cork uh, set the standard and the bar for what teams and the intermediate are going to have to get to if they're going to get to Crow Park in the Spank Hall weekend in August, you know, and try to win in All-Ireland because you can see that Cork are going home to, to get back there this year and you can see that from their results. Um, yeah, look, we learned, we learned a good bit about Cork that day. 
we learned that also from our point of view that there is definitely more more in the group but I suppose as well it's not making excuses or anything is that you know we've practically kind of rebuilt a new a new intermediate um, panel this year and you know throughout the league competition we've been you know affording opportunities to a lot of players too you know what I mean so we've kind of learned a lot um, about different players as well in different scenarios you know what I mean so look um, I think overall yeah look we've we've learned what we're going to have to do and what what level and game we're going to have to bring to the table it's in uh, Clonmel Commercials I think uh, I said at uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday so preparation this weekend coming um, any major injury concerns for the, the team ahead? Yeah, look, we've uh, we've a few we've a few um, a few knocks there at the moment that we're we're, we're working through, but all going well. We'll get get most of them um, ready for for this Saturday. Um, we picked up look, a few knocks during the league campaign, like every team will. But overall, the the team is in the the team is in good in a good place, like you know. So hopefully, um, during the week, I'll get the word that sort of two or three players will be in 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 good condition to you know to be to be up for selection, you know. So. It's a long time since Kilkenny had a, a league victory in the intermediate grade so uh, victory for the girls at the weekend would certainly set them up nicely uh, like Carlo um, did last Saturday against Armagh now going forward into the Leinster Championship and then as you say progressing then into the All-Ireland Series which will be starting uh, towards the end of May beginning of June. Yeah, no. Look, I think um, I think it's the first time in I think four years since uh, the intermediate team had competed in a league final. And I'm not actually quite sure if it was the last time it was won or if it was ever won. To be honest, with you, I don't know what the the, the history the history books say. But oh god, it um, was. But I, it's going way way back on that one. But you're right. It is four years. I think it's just four years against Tipperary since we contested the last one. Yeah, so look, um, you know, it, it's definitely it, it's a it's a great opportunity, like you know, for for a lot of these players. You know what I mean? Because there's girls there that are going to be future senior players. You know, and to get into a, a game or a final um, so early in the year, um, you know, it's going to not only you know teach them in the short term, but for a lot of the players long term as well. It's going to you know help bring up their game, bring up their you know knowledge of how to play at a high level and play against a very good a very good team in a pressurized situation. You know, because as well we're going down there not just to play a game, we're going down there to get a result and hopefully you know um, bring back uh, you know the first title anyway hopefully or the first title for the adult side anyway you know so um, that's that's pretty much what we're going after you know I suppose the, the silverware and the the accolade of winning the league title is all that can come out of it because there's no promotion for the Division 2B teams now myself and Paula were actually discussing this last week and uh, I know I'm going to discuss it in depth a small little bit further as well but the teams that's obviously relatively Gated out of Division 2B which Galway is going to be looking at the table here at the minute there's nobody then from the 3A coming up into the 2B they bypass it and go straight on to the 2A so are they going to fizzle this group out over the next couple of years do you think or do you see the teams just uh, stay in post because we were told that there was supposed to be relegation this year yeah, look, um, I don't know. I, I, I think the I think the structure this year has been has been positive. Like you know, I kind of it kind of hope that maybe a team would, would come up into into that division to keep it competitive because the games have been quite good. You know what I mean? And the fact that you had three teams basically, you know, trying to stay up in in, in the end, you know, um, just really kind of you know added added to the whole thing. Of, you know, a bit of and a bit of pressure to it. Um, I kind of hope the structure might hold. You know, and that you know a team might end up going into it. You know what I mean? Like so. Look, I suppose it's I suppose it's the first the first year of this new league format. I think it, I think it's working anyway. But like, uh, 
bringing teams up in, in, into the different divisions is only going to help them as well. You know, like you've seen Carlo there winning the winning the league this year or um, over the weekend there. Like that's only going to help them, you know, next year getting up into Division 2, you know what I mean, and bring them on further as well. Like. Yeah, we just had a chap clear and a couple of the, the brilliant sisters in studio here with us as well. So um, a great victory for them. Look, we wish you and the team the very best of luck at the weekend. It is the Division 2B League Final sponsored by Very. The game will be in Clonmel Commercials at 3 o'clock on Saturday and we urge everybody to get to Clonmel. It's only a short hop down the road and support the girls in their venture for glory against old rivals Cork as well. So, Shem, the very best of luck to you and the team. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on the over the weekend following you and uh, hopefully uh, this time next week that we can be talking about a victory for yourselves and your first piece of silverware. Yeah, hopefully, man. Yeah, no, thanks very much for having me on. And no, as always, thank you very much. I know you're a busy man preparing in that, um, and we do appreciate you taking the time out to join us on Come On Kind here on the Mondays. So thanks, Mill, for that. And as we said, best luck the weekend. Thanks, Perfect. That was Seamus Kelly, the manager of the Kilkenny Intermediate team there. And only that's, I'm going to pick you up on that one first because I was talking to Paula about this. The structure for the 2B is the teams that's there is the second teams of the tier one counties, Mm -hmm. which you have Cork, Kilkenny, Tipperary, Wexford, and Galway. Now, according to the structures sent out at the start of the year, Galway is now bottom of the table. Galway are now relegated down to Division 3A, Mm -hmm. right? Carlo are moving from 3A up to 2B no sorry in 2A so they're bypassing 2B altogether now you're moving Carlo from 3A up to 2A which is great because they're going to be playing Kerry's Westmeath you know the likes of them but now Galway second team are going to be going down into 3A and they're going to be playing the likes of Roscommon potentially Armagh mm-hmm. um, you know I think Mayo Tyrone is uh, is in that group as a Kildare if I'm not mistaken so you know should should the progression be through the ranks um, or should there be no relegation in the, the second teams and just have a winner out of it and whoever finishes bottom finishes bottom yeah like I don't think there should be a relegation out of this particular division because it is the with the county's second teams so called you know their second their second fiddle team or whatever the case may be I think it would be important to keep that to keep all the teams competitive in that okay and I understand Galway you know obviously results in go their way this year and they have been relegated but I think what we need to remember and it happens every year when a second team from a county wins an All-Ireland final players aren't available to them the following year No you're basically starting from yeah, scratch you're starting from scratch again but you can you can bet your dollar on it that Galway will be back stronger next year so are Galway going down to a division where they're probably going to more than likely win out. Yeah, but then for argument's year. sake, if Galway do come out of that next year and they are stronger, do they, do they then go back to 2B or do they go to 3A? Now, I totally agree with the structure this year. I'm not bad mounting the structure. The structure, really the structure good, is brilliant. Games, yeah. um, I just think that there needs to be a little bit more thought maybe with the, the so-called second teams yeah. in that if it is the 2B division for the second teams, etc. What happens with it? But definitely the format this year was outstanding. Um Kilkenny and Cork at the weekend we're going mm-hmm. to start with that one first how do you see it going? Yeah do you know what it's going to be really really interesting I think definitely Seamus um, has certainly learned an, an awful lot more from the loss he had I am jumbled up all over the place here from the loss that he had against Cork in Piltown there a couple of weeks ago um, I think he certainly probably came out of that game 
quietly happier than the Cork management team. Um, you know, they have something to prove now and they can go down and they can really throw everything that they can at this particular Cork team. And yeah, he's right, like he is kind of starting, you know, a new intermediate team, but there's still a lot of girls there on that team that have been around the last the that have been around the last couple of years. So he certainly has the experience there. Like you're looking at Hannah Scott, the captain, she's been on that intermediate panel for the last couple of years. You've got Neve Lahey, she's been there the last couple of years. Laura Green was there. She went and did a hiatus over in Dubai. She's back now as well. So she's adding that bit of experience into it as well. We have Danielle Marcy coming back into the fold. You know, she would have been one of the, the brightest stars, yeah. you know, to really pounce onto the Kenny Senior scene. She took a little break away from it. She's back mm-hmm. playing intermediate. You know, we have a couple of girls there that have, have been moved up to the senior panel. Aideen O'Connor, Jane Cass, you know, to name just a few of them. Danielle Quigley as well. So I certainly think that this is this is a very strong intermediate squad. I do feel now. It is, and let's be fair, they did underperform against Cork the last day. Now, yeah. while Cork were very good on the mm-hmm. day, I thought personally, Kilkenny you know they didn't show what they could do yeah they weren't show, They weren't going to show their full I think I think everybody knew kind of coming into that game it was going to be a league final between Kilkenny and Cork so I think you know certainly the you know the, the power the ball is certainly in Seamus Kelly and the Kilkenny side at, when it comes to the, this weekend with this match and I really think if Kilkenny can get there have their homework done he's given an awful lot of girls a lot of time throughout this league which he said he would yeah. he has given so he has seen a lot of these girls he's had the opportunity I've probably seen a lot of them play with their schools in regards to Loretto um, Loretto played in the All-Ireland Schools final so he's seen an awful lot of girls throughout that as well so I think certainly I think you know going into this league final this will probably be as close to a team that we're going to see probably for, for a championship, championship yeah. maybe bar two or three positions but I do think that this is going to be as close as you're going to get I think it's very hard when it comes to intermediate you really have to be settling your team quite fast in the year because it is a fast year and you potentially only have the one year with a lot of those players and who's to say a couple of those players could make um, make an appearance on with the seniors come championship and that rules them for intermediate as well so when you get this opportunity you have you to have take to grab it, it you have to put out your best 15 but I do think if Kilkenny can just keep their keep very focused and have the right mindset going in I think that they should be coming away with a big victory in this Well you never know we will keep a close eye on this um, the Division 1A final between Cork and Galway is going to take place at the weekend that's on Sunday in Crow Park it has a two ten to two throw in one fifty mm. throw in. Um, it's a repeat of last year's uh, final. Everyone maybe thought that Tipperary might be in the running for it, but yeah. Galway beat Cork the last day by a single point. Um, they are now playing Cork in the final. Mm. How do you see this one going? Yeah, you know, very interesting. Look at the the two teams. I suppose like you could be forgiven to nearly write off Galway at the very start of the year like a lot of people did with Kilkenny as well at the start of the league both teams kind of went out and had uh, defeats in the first round but Cork seem to be the team that are, are seriously cruising throughout this whole league campaign you know we've seen the sort of scoreline that they put up against Kilkenny and a performance that Brian Dowling and the lads were certainly not happy about but do you know what I think as the league has gone on I think that Galway have certainly become stronger I think you know it was always that expectation that Cork were, going, were dominating and there was no real big shock or surprise there but I think the team that have you know improved the whole time has been Galway and I think when it's put to the pin of the collar I think Galway will probably come out with a victory in this We've seen it last year mm-hmm. Galway came out victorious they didn't make the All-Ireland final Yeah 
is the league I mean we see Limerick on the different side of things and our male counterpart yeah. really went for the league final tore into Kilkenny destroyed him nearly in the final yeah. and that's now setting them up for the championship because championship is only a couple of weeks away so they're yeah. taking the league seriously yeah. is either Cork or Galway going to take the league seriously when it comes to championship because as we always say nobody asks you how many league titles you're after winning it's always how many All-Irelands have you Um you know and Galway put in the, the effort last year for the league they came away with the league title um, and they didn't win the All-Ireland title so you know are both teams going to show their real strengths at the weekend? Do you know what I think it is? I think this is certainly a mindset for both of these teams going in at the weekend. Um, you know, you're looking at Galway who had won the league last year, beaten in an All-Ireland semi-final last year. Cork, beaten in a league final, beaten in an All-Ireland final. I think for both teams, they're going to be looking for that bit of silverware to give their panel of players that bit of a momentum boost, that bit of a confidence going in to know that they can actually push themselves over the line. Um, so I think both teams will be taking it very serious. Again, I think it's going to be, I think you're going to probably see as close to a championship championship 15 for both teams, but there's obviously going to be a couple of players that may or may not feature, whatever the case may be. But I do think both teams will be taking this very, very serious. I think this is, you know, we look at it, the, the championship is only a matter of weeks out now at this stage and I think they're going to be wanting to fine tune a couple of things and you know the experience of playing in Crow Park alone I think that's why they're they're going to want to see exactly how their players can cope with the fact of playing especially new guards are they going to be able to cope with the fact of playing in Crow Park will their game plans work in Crow Park who's going to be more suited to playing in Crow Park because and I know it's a bit of a cliche but you do have there are some players that the, the wider pitches will suit them the tighter pitches don't suit them and I think that's what management teams are going to be certainly looking at and I do think both of them are going to be going out very very strong I do think we're going to see as close to a championship performance from both teams Who's going to win it? I think Galway I think Galway are going to come away with the victory I think I think I think they have Cork nearly shown too much too soon and especially I think that victory against Kilkenny I I don't know if that's going to have done them the world of good um, I know Matthew Toomey as well he wasn't obviously reading into that either but I don't know there's just something about Galway I feel like they started the league off very disappointingly but they've been slowly but surely coming up trumps with the rest of their games I think the victory against Kilkenny was huge for them and then obviously the victory against Galway in the, or Cork in the last game I think that was massive for them and I think Galway are certainly going to be all guns blazing I wouldn't be surprised to come away with a victory OK let's move our attention to the curtain raiser that day it's going to be the 2A final uh, Kerry and Meath in the final Kerry back in Crow Park albeit this time as a county we know that Clan Morris was mm-hmm. there uh, for the, the club all earned um, a couple of times as well it's a battle of the royal colours the yeah. yellow and green but the question is changing culture changing jerseys surely yeah uh, well longest established. It's, it's hard to know with it I mean I know when it comes to the ladies football they do have to but yeah. it all depends uh, because it is the longest you're dead right it is the longest established whichever the counties that may be so I don't know we'll have to wait and see yeah. but um, great for Kerry to be in the final Brilliant. we know Kerry beat Meath in the league section of this game but Who's going to come out on top in this one? 
Yeah, do you know what? I think it's brilliant. I think it's a great opportunity for both teams to be playing in Crow Park uh, the day of a league final and it's excellent to see and it's lovely to see two very different teams as well. Um, do you know what? I think when you kind of look at it, Kerry Camogie really have been producing some massive, massive scores this year and putting in some huge performances and I think the fact that a lot of people are actually buying into this whole Kerry Camogie thing as well, especially the fact that they've been able to play in their main stadiums down in Kerry, I think that has just been a massive boost for them. I think Mead, listen, they're after going through a league campaign with them the assistance of Jane Dolan who has literally been the pinnacle of Mead Camogie for many a year but do you know what I, I think it would do the world all the good if Kerry to Kurt were to come out with a victory in this I think it would be absolutely I think it would be brilliant not just for Kerry Camogie but in general for Camogie I think it would be fantastic to see Kerry win that um, win that final OK obviously for teams that's in the finals uh, depending there's obviously no promotion for the 1A teams Waterford had a very good win um, at the weekend yeah. so they are now up into 1A fantastic victory for our neighbours and mm-hmm. it was never really in doubt looking at it I mean they really 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 played so well. Yeah, they certainly did and you know they were really cruising you could see by them they had this ferociousness and this kind of a, a bite in them that they weren't going to let this one go and you know they're looking at they were looking at this league campaign like they want to be a team that's taken extremely serious they want to be a team that's going to be competing for a Duffy Cup and this was basically the stepping stone for that they had to get their way back into the Division 1A and they certainly did and they did it in style you know 122 to 16 victory over Wexford who again are another very very good team but Washford this is going to be a huge huge confidence boost going I'd fear the team playing them in a Munster Championship with the All-Ireland Championship just around the corner because I think Washford they're hungry they've they got are. the smell of like Carlo Camogie there they've got the smell of a bit of victory and a bit of silverware here now quite early in the year so they're really going to push themselves but we said we need them up at the yep. top level they have to be playing there if they're going to you know fight for All-Ireland spots they got to the semi-final last year they'll want to go one step further this mm-hmm. year so they have to be playing the good teams up at the top level the whole time as I was going to say obviously for teams that is um, playing in the finals um, and we know that Cork and Galway are playing in the Division 1 final that leaves somebody has to go down to the Division 2 which is going to be Dublin yeah they're gone down to 2A yeah it's not it's it's not really a shocker, is it, when you kind of look at some of the performances? Unfortunately not. It's a pity for them because, I mean, <coughs> they have so much potential. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, when you don't win matches, you're only drawing one game um, in the whole lot of the, the league campaign. That was against Clare. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, unfortunately, result, it's, it's a results-based and when you're only scoring 241 and conceding 771, mm-hmm. you're going to get demoted, unfortunately. It's sad for Dublin, but it's all they can do is pick themselves up, yeah. go back to the drawing board and try and get back up into the Division 1B next year. Yeah, and you know what? I think this is going to be a massive blow to Dublin Camogie. It's not my... It's no team, no team wants to obviously be in that situation there are certain circumstances where I would say that you know what a team probably does need to be relegated to let to allow them to rebuild to allow them you know to be paying, paying more competitively yeah I don't know I just feel with Dublin I think this could I think this could really be it could be detrimental, detrimental to, them. to them I do yeah I would be worried now of the whole thing kind of falling apart or whatever the case may be like I think it's very very important that they put in a massive championship campaign here they need to let bygones be bygones now and forget about the league forget about the league and move forward now and just you know kind of put themselves to rest and they can use the league next year to as a, a rebuilding unit to develop new players and to, to develop younger players into the panel but I think that they really need to go out they need to put a massive performance into the championship now 
we've probably seen leash over the last number of weeks and all the, the going ons that was on social media um, etc they're after getting relegated from the Division 2A <coughs> um, they're going back down to 3am assuming now uh, five losses in this they were complaining that they weren't uh, like what you said with Dublin that you need to be relegated to rebuild etc in it Leash were complaining that this should have been the case for the whole lot of the the league campaign etc that you know they should have been down the lower division and playing at that grade they're now gone down into the mm-hmm. the lower division um, conceding 9.57 only scoring 6.34 so you know it's not great to be getting down there but it's certainly not going to be good preparation going in for the championship either no, it's not. It, it really does kind of give you a sucker punch, doesn't it? Like, you know, it, like, and let's be fair. Like, the very leagues are absolutely brilliant. They are. They're really good. You look at it, for the example, with Carlo Camogie there. That has been monumentous for Carlo Camogie. It's really after kind of setting them up and putting, you know, a standard of where they need to be and kind of setting them up for their championship. But for other teams, teams that are being demoted, it could be absolutely crucial it could be the demise of them all together and it's you literally have a management team that now have to work with girls you know mentally trying to prepare them to focus in and trying to get ready for a championship campaign and, and it's very easy to say yes we need to be playing at a lower age group we need to be our lower division we yeah. need to be playing with people that you know have the same ability as us yeah. but there's players looking at that then and saying well you know we're after getting relegated it could have a completely detrimental effect to them all together they could be thinking a different way and yeah. you could be stuck in the same division like for years and not progressing and coming out of it which mm-hmm. at the end of the day is going to be no good to players development and it's no good to the county either that's trying to progress and yeah. get up to a higher standard No it's certainly not it's a hard one it's a tricky situation and thankfully like you know Kilkenny we are very very fortunate that we haven't been in, that we're not in that situation but you know for for counties that do find themselves in it it is huge and I suppose like it, this is where we need this is where they really need to see the development of Kilkenny Camogie or the development of Camogie in their counties at a young age and I have to say like and you know I think it's a shout out to our own developments within Kilkenny I think they are doing a really fantastic job and I think that's we're actually going to see that throughout the years when it comes to our 16s our minors and moving on into intermediate and I think every kind of The only thing you'd be worried about from our point of view is that we haven't won an under 16 since 2012 Yeah like that's a long time to be going without uh, an All-Ireland all through those years you know mm-hmm. so I mean yes the development is great we are getting players there is minor players that's now coming on to the intermediates yeah. some of them are on the senior squad as well so the conveyor belt is there but we really do need to be starting winning a couple of more underage competitions as well to boost the confidence of those players coming into the adult competitions yeah, we certainly do. Um, yeah, and I think, listen, it's, it'll be important. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, every management team wants to go out and their aim is to win these uh, to win these All-Irelands. And, you know, I'm sure it's going to be the same with all the management teams under 16 and minor this year. Their aim is going to be win those All-Irelands and try and develop Kilkenny Camogie and, you know, put Kilkenny Camogie on the map as a whole. Yeah. Um, and for all the players that are involved to develop them on, because at the end of the day, like all of these players, like our under 16 team, they'll be, they'll be your minor team in the next year or two or minor team will potentially be moving on to be your intermediate mm-hmm. team in the next year or two so it's very important that we're you have to have the conveyor really belt yeah. we're setting a really really high standard for it and you know winning that silverware underage is vitally important because it breeds that bit of confidence in you yeah. like I'm just going to take for example Loretto look at what winning junior All-Irelands and senior All-Irelands does for their players that's why they've been consistent over the last couple of years because they have that winning habit they have that winning mentality and that's what's driving them on to be probably one of the best 
post-primary school countries at Camogie. Well, well done to the under-16 team today. They beat Offaly in the fourth round of the Leinster Championship. Commiserations to our B team. Mm-hmm. They lost out to Carlo uh, in the semi-final. So Carlo will go on to the uh, Leinster final at uh, B grade. Yeah. We'll play in the plate final, which will be on in a couple of weeks' time. The minors are still continuing on with their All-Ireland campaign. So there was a couple of matches on at the weekend. So Waterford had a very comprehensive win over Dublin. Um, Cork had a very comprehensive win over Tipperary. But I see that Limerick actually beat Cork in the Under-16 Monster Championship over uh, the weekend as well, which is brilliant for Limerick. But that brings us on to the group games then at the weekend. So we have Cork playing Galway, uh, Tipperary playing Waterford and Kilkenny playing Dublin. Now, a draw will do Kilkenny when it comes to the table to get into the All-Ireland semi-final. Galway is currently top with uh, three wins from four games played. Cork in second, Kilkenny is joint second with them and then you have Waterford and Tipperary that's really fighting it out for that last fourth place. Uh, So, in all the games that you can see the weekend of the six teams is there, uh, Cork and Galway, who's going to win that one first? Oh God! Uh, well, both of them are qualified, so you obviously see the two of them getting into the All Ireland semi final. Yeah. yeah, but like you're looking at the you're looking at the score the week previous. Um, Galway probably disappointed that they had a two point loss there to Tipperary. Um, I, I'm going to go with Galway. I'm going to go with Galway, kind of having a bounce back on that. Okay, so that'll put Galway up potentially to 12 points. Um, Waterford and Tipperary. Now, as we said, the two of them are fighting for the spot. This is going to determine who is going to get the fourth spot. Uh, Waterford had a great win against Cork mm-hmm. yep. they had a good win against uh, Dublin. They lost then to Kilkenny and they lost to Galway. Narrowly lost to Galway. But uh, Dublin is. Am I right in saying that? Mm hmm. Yeah. So it is Tipperary and Waterford. Yeah, yes. Tipperary and Waterford. I'm right in saying that. Yeah. yeah. So who's going to win it? Who's going to take that fourth spot? I was at Think there for myself for a minute. You're thinking now as well. Do you know what? Like, they're very even. But do you know what? I'm going to stick my head on the line here. I'm going to go at Waterford in that. I okay. think it'd be really good for Waterford. So you're looking at the four teams then of Galway, Cork, Kilkenny, and Waterford coming yeah. out of it for the All Ireland semi final. Yeah. Okay. I think that's going to be a massive blow to Tipperary. They're used to competing in competing in All Ireland semi final. They are. Do you know, like it would be a huge act. But like you kind of look back at some of their results there. You know, first day out, obviously they had. Um, they were beaten no yeah they were beaten by Kilkenny first day out by a point um, they turned in a game that really they probably should have won because yeah. they were well ahead at that stage um, they had they put up a massive scoreline against Dublin 217 in a minor game it's kind of really unheard of really nearly in some cases you know so that was an excellent result there for them then then they turn around and they beat they beat Galway as well but then they had a very poor, very poor outing against uh, Cork, only scoring one four. Yeah. Considering like the scores that they have been kind of putting up, like they have been consistent in them. Um, but I think like you have to look at Washford there. I think certainly Washford, Washford are kind of have confidence at the moment. I think that's a massive result for them. I know it was playing against Dublin, but I think three ten to uh, two point victory the last day. I think that'll certainly put the wheels in motion for them. I take it then you're going for Kilkenny to beat Dublin then at the, oh, yeah. the weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with that Right, so Cork, Galway, uh, Kilkenny, and Waterford is on his prediction for the All Ireland uh, A semi finals, which will be taking place in 
a couple of weeks' time. Right, we're going to move on to the B competition then, where obviously Carlo was going very, very well. In it hit a bit of a stumbling block with the last couple of results, but uh, Roscommon and Westmeath is going to be playing the weekend first of all. Yeah, you kind of have to look at Roscommon. They really are coasting there. Um, you know, we were kind of you know in awe nearly of the the Carlo adults team with the scoreline that they were with the scores that they were after putting up but you're looking at Ross Common they're after scoring 9.35 so far and you know only conceding 2.25 so I certainly won't be looking at Ross Common to come out with a victory in that game Carlo Kildare I'm going to go Carlo definitely I think there's certainly going to be Kildare are struggling yeah Kildare Kildare are struggling but I think Carlo are going to have massive confidence uh, this going into the the next couple of games Okay, which leaves the result uh, between uh, potentially Leash and Derry um, then very important because if Roscommon beat Westmead as you predict Mm -hmm. and Derry potentially could beat Leash Mm -hmm. there is going to be some head scratching and score difference calculations to see who's going to come out of the fourth place team so I take it you're putting Roscommon and Carlo definitely through with the minute yeah and you would have to say Leash is probably true as well yeah and I'm going to go with a victory for Leash as well Okay, so the four teams you're predicting then is Roscommon, Leash, Carlow and Westmeath to go forward for the semis. Yes. Okay. Yep. Is that all right with you? <laughs> Whatever you want, girl. I mean, you know, you're 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 my expert when it comes to these matters on things. Some expert. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything to that at all at all. Um yeah, so did you hear much about Congress or anything going on? Just There's nothing about it. I was waiting to be... From um, a, a club point of view now that you're the club secretary, etc., you know? No, I was waiting for you to fill me in on it all. All right, well, I suppose the, the major ones for club boys for you is the 48-hour rule oh, now yes, for the player. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, have the, got all those rules, yeah. Um, so that's that can come in. Uh, it's going to be interesting next year with the scores. I had a word with Paul about this last week as well because uh, Thomas McCartans in England is looking for to push a campaign going forward to get rid of the scores. Yeah. Right, you're a player, mm-hmm. you've been a manager. Yeah. Give us your opinion on the score. Get rid of it or keep it. I hate them. I absolutely... I understand they look well from a uniform point of but view. But do they? Sometimes I do think they do. So I do. I do sometimes... It's if everyone wears the exact same one, but there's players don't. They all have completely different ones. They might be black in colour, but they are completely different styles or whatever the case may be. But I think it's... I think we should just get rid of them all together. I think players would be a lot more comfortable in themselves and a lot more happier um, to train with shorts. Like when you think about it, when the players go training, they're all wearing shorts. They're not wearing scarves. No. So leave them off. It doesn't make a difference. Let's just play. Let's let's just let's just wear our shorts when we're playing. It's so much better for the player. And you know, I think it's this kind of mentality as well. Like they're a lot more comfortable in them. You know, it's not this kind of like pulling at these jokes. Because I'll be honest with you, these scarves they have these lycra shorts in them. Like you're running and you spent half the day like you know pulling down the lycra part of the, those scarves. Like they are personally for me I think they're a hellraiser and I think just get rid of them scrap them all together shorts all the way well if they're going to scrap the shorts should there be women fit shorts why can't we just wear the normal shorts (laughs) 
<laughs> like, my God, there has to be such a rigmarole made of it. Let us just be normal. Can we not just go down to the local sports shop and buy a pair of black and amber shorts or get a crest foot on them or whatever the case may be, the, the normal O'Neill's or the intersport shorts, whatever the case may be, put them on, wear them and just let, let us be. That's what we were going training. But it is, it is what we were going training. Like, can we not just be normal? Does there have to be a women's fit short? Like, come on. No, no, I'm only asking no, the question. Like, Jesus, there's no, one, there's no need to aid me over <laughs> it. Like, I'm not wearing them. Like, I'll be honest with you. If I go into a shop, like, and like, if I go into any sports shop and I'm buying a jersey, regardless of what it be, and I know that they have you, like, you, you have your normal jersey, small, medium, large, extra large, but then you have, like, your women's jerseys, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, whatever the case may be. I always buy the normal ones. I always buy the men's ones. They're just more comfortable. And I can guarantee you, if you put 10 women in this room and you that to them right good and you put the jerseys in front of them and you said right pick, pick the jerseys enough. two of <laughs> well, you is enough I guarantee Jesus, you they're going to go I do not want ten of you in the same room but thanks are, very but much but they are going to buy they are going to buy the men's like I worked in retail for years I worked in a sports shop for years I've seen it happen like there's no need can you think of the row that would be here if I put ten <laughs> women eight more including the two of you in here what That'd kind of a row there'd be going to be over a skirt I don't think there would, Martin. I honestly think that the ten women in the room would all vote for shorts. I do. I think it's something. I think you're probably right on that because I think players have been mm. crying out for this for years. Like, like as I said, I do think the scarves they look grand or whatever the case may be. If everybody wears the exact same one or any whatever thing may be, but players, I think we have to remember it's about the player and it's about the player being comfortable in themselves and going onto the pitch and being comfortable. And I think shorts are the only way to go forward with that. Oh God. Oh God. One, uh, one, two, right, here we go. <laughs> Just on the scar thing, I fully agree with you, by the way. I fully agree with you on charts and women fit and all of that. I think it's all politically correctness gone out the oh, absolute God, window. But I was watching a fashion segment on the telly over the weekend. Right, I'm going. And sure as God, there was a skirt came up in some of the latest fashion. And I can't remember what company is making it, but they were all waxing lyrical about this skirt and wasn't it lovely? And I'm kind of thinking, you obviously never played camogie or you'd be running away from them. Yeah, no, but this is it. Like, as I said, like you're literally like the whoever is familiar with them and I'll repeat it again like there is this lycra part in under it like and then you have like you know your lovely fl- your lovely flow then of the of the scarf or whatever the case may be but like <laughs> the very minute you take a bit of a run I'm telling you you are but right up it's you're terrible you're pulling it down you're yanking at the thing like you could spend an hour playing hurling and you're guaranteed you're spending 40 minutes of that hour pulling down that yoke and like you said annoying. there's no universal scarf no there's every, not every brand has their own different way yeah. of making them and Girls pick whichever, and yeah. there's no there's no one team universally no. togged out. Now I must say the skirts have come on leaps and bounds to what they were years ago. Because I remember, do you know the ones they're like the cloths? You oh yeah, you swung yourselves, and, and you, you had, had that little leathery thing that you, yeah, yeah, they were like, dreadful. they were terrible. And you the ones with the two buttons, so you'd literally wrap it here. You'd have to tie a button, and then you'd wrap it here. Like like who was it? And someone had yanked it in the middle of a match, and one of the go buttons would go on. Yeah, the like yeah. I had more of them fall off me, and like, they were made of some sort of a woolly thing we as had well. Shorts under them. Anyway, yeah. Shorts under them anyway. 
So what was the point? So we were covering up the shot. What was the point? But you this were is going to be some debate for the new rules changes for next year coming on. I but think like, I think we're going. I think we're going to have to get a panel together for this. Of when ten it come, women. When it comes to God help us, when it comes to uh, rules for next year's Congress, I we need people to debate it out properly over you know the pros and cons. We need people that want the scores. We need people that don't want the scores, and we need to trash it out. And we need to do a poll then later on coming up towards it of who's for who's against etc and, and see now in fairness I do agree with Anya they have improved in leaps and bounds and I mean if you listened to TZ Brennan and um, the pinafores or the whatever pinafores. they call it yeah, yeah. and they made a wool and they, they drowned it. and I was actually watching I came in on a, ga- on a on a program last night the game it was an RT documentary and I was just looking at them sure this, the pinafores were off down nearly around their ankles yeah. and they're trying to hurl but is the, score, is the score showing different is the score unique for Camogie does it show that the players are female etc or is that day gone out the door I would be fairly certain if you did a poll on the Scart. Most people I'm don't know asking. whether they're a scart or a pair of shorts. Yeah. But you know what I think is very, very important like um, when it does come to these rules and this being brought in for Congress or whatever the case may be I think it's very important that they actually ask the people the that it involves and ask the players. Because like no and this is no disrespect to we'll say just I'm just gonna take the two of you for example. You're not the ones running around on the pitch playing these matches. Well, you see, then the players themselves have to get involved because the players are going to have to go to the clubs and tell the club secretary or the club chairperson, we want you to go and vote against this. Mm -hmm. So there's no point in you saying it that go ask the players because the players are going to have to engage in the process as well. Mm -hmm. They'll have to go to the club executive, tell the club executive when it goes to county convention, this is to be voted against. We do not want the scores. We want shorts. And if the mandate comes then from all of the clubs within the counties, the counties will go and vote for to put the short or the scores out the gap yeah. and bring in the shorts, etc. But if the players do not do that within the clubs, you're still going to have the same people making a decision on their own. Yeah. And that's where the problem comes into some of it. Yeah, no, you're 100% right on that. But I do think it is important that the, then the players are going to have to get involved in it. And what was the club that you said over in England? I think it's Thomas McCartan's, if okay. I'm not yeah, mistaken. But I think... I think that'll probably echo and, and not there'll probably be a big massive social media campaign I don't know I was be... there that much I know they emailed all the county secretaries didn't they or they said, somebody sent an email to the county secretaries but like if that doesn't filter down to the clubs and as Martin said if the players don't open yeah. their mouths about it it's never going to change yeah no I think I think it will um, I think I think it's important like not that it's like do you know what it's not life or death either like it's not going to change the way that they're no, running no but you have to be comfortable to play yeah exactly you? no I get it I, like I am a, I hate them. I, I cannot stand the scarts. They're the most uncomfortable yokes. I have often said I'd love to have, I'd love to put a couple of scarts on a couple of the lads running around the field and see how they feel with them on. Will you stop? They'll be stopping halfway through the match you know, to pull them off. It'd be great. It'd be hilarious to see, but listen. Talking <laughs> for me, I'd be ending up booking everybody for indecent exposure <laughs> or whatever the hell you want to put on it. Then now, no, I have enough to be doing. Thanks very much now. Yeah, no, to be, yeah, to be great. Anyway, right, anyway, Congress 2024 is taking part in Kildare next year and that's going 
going to be a very interesting topic of conversation. Thank you, Madam Producer, for your wonderful You're insights very tonight. Now, God help me when I get this panel together, Janie Mac Almighty. <laughs> what have I put myself in for us all? Anya, thank you as Can all. Can we pick the ten women to talk about skirts? Sorry, we could go again. Can we pick? Sorry, the one one sec. You're go- yeah, go again now. <laughs> If you want me to stay quiet, just tell me to stay quiet. I could have just said shut up, but I mean, that would be a little bit rude. Go on. Can Anya and myself pick the uh, panellists for this scar conversation? But you do it anyway, because no matter what I do, it's voted against it. Like, so, you know, I'm I'm only sitting in a chair pushing He's a few buttons. He's trying to make out now that the two of us... And I'm not even pushing the buttons right. Speak, yes, yes, streak. Exactly. And, yeah, and he can't even... He's not, When I'm not sitting up beside him, he's not able to press the buttons correctly. Yeah. I know. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's the... Lump of a ruler that I'm, I beat I'm the pushing this button here now so that it goes yellow on you. Bye bye. <laughs> Anya, thank you as always uh, for joining us on Come On Kind. I, I, I can feel an, an open discussion. Actually, it's something that we may do and maybe even put out a poll um, later on for the podcast when it comes up to it about the real changes that clubs or players would actually yeah. like to see changed yeah, because it's only done every three years and it has to be done at Congress so it would be interesting to see what players themselves want to see changed in light of all the rules is there and what they want to see coming in or what they might want to get rid of true be great to see it you know so anyway that's yeah. a new one uh, for just before we go have you something yeah. that I'm actually forgetting no 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 it's just um, Una Duggan from St Anne's St Anne's player um, she won the All-Ireland uh, minor doubles at the weekend with her partner Emer Barron from Winegath I'm not sure if Emer plays Camogie uh, but I know Una certainly does play with St Anne's club so I just want to congratulate her on that well I mean we're all about inclusivity etc so I mean the podcast is here so uh, I did do it on full time uh, mm-hmm. when I was there earlier but I'm going to do it here now as well so congratulations to the under 21 doubles champions of Kyle Jordan and Connor Holden who defeated a Cork pair in the final our All-Ireland uh, champions Connor Doyle of Wine Gap and Noah Minogue from O'Loughlin's defeated David Considine and Mike Sheedy from Clare our ladies minor team of Emer Barron and Una Duggan from Kilkenny defeated Hannah Grace and Emma Williams from Tipperary and also a little bit of information that Roisin and Derville O'Keefe won the ladies junior B doubles finals at the weekend which was brilliant because they added to their single success but the pair were the very first double pairing to win an All-Ireland in the new handball centre in Dublin so well done to everybody there and Emer does play for Wine Gap yeah so look as we said we're all about inclusivity etc so well done to all our handballers on their fantastic uh, results as well and thank you for bringing that up anyway I think that's about it from ourselves here this evening Uh, thank you as always for joining us on Come On Kind don't forget to get your podcast wherever you download your podcasts from this will be available every week until we finish up with the club championships at the end of October beginning of November depending on how Kilkenny teams go and of course the Come On Kind team of the year will be back again later on in season five as soon as the club season finishes we go straight into the county season although I have to say we wish the very best of luck to every one of the teams participating in Vale and the Gale this weekend mm-hmm. coming we have a rake of teams that's taking part there's a dose of fixtures going on we have eight different venues 14 different referees lots of matches all culminating in four finals out in the Kells Road on Sunday evening from three o'clock 
all the way through until 7 o'clock when all of the four divisions are going to be played and we will crown our Division 1, 2 and 3 failed champions that will represent Kilkenny at national and provincial level and the Division 4 champions stays at home unfortunately but still they're champions within their own county and it's great for those teams taking part so the very best of luck to one and all we might have a rundown of what happened at the Fela finals next weekend. We will definitely have a rundown of the Division 2B final, which, as we said, is taking place on Saturday. But until that, for the time being, Hamise Fanonia is back here again next week. It's goodbye from the two of us, and we will chat to you then. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh,